Before I start this video, I just want to say thanks to Lay Shizzle for subscribing to my videos and giving me a good comment. Thanks, Lay Shizzle. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to another episode of Cop. This week we're doing Little Shop of Horrors, as requested by a fan and a, a worker for the podcast. <laughs> a team member. A team member of the uh, Cop universe. The CU. Maybe we'll add another letter to that someday. But, um, yeah, Little Shop of Horrors. Did you watch Boba Fett? Boba Feet? No, I didn't watch Boba Fett, but... Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about Boba Fett at all? Because sure. I'm, I'm slacking. I do want to watch it, but I just... You know how I am. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't... It sometimes doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the show? Um, I'm not that interested in continuing to watch it. It's Boba Mid. It's Boba <laughs> Mid. I, it's really goofy. It's really, really goofy. Just every... Boba Fett just is uh just like a, a dad in the show like he's he just is so fun and easy going and he's, he's like, like hey i'm boba welcome to my pawn shop basically like <laughs> they they have a rancor because you gotta have a rancor yeah. and then he's like oh i love him who's a good boy who's a good boy and then he's like i want to ride him Let, let's no, learn how to ride him you're trolling and oh spoilers i guess and yeah no it's just he's he's a dad he's not threatening and every time he's in a confrontation he's always like you know what i forgive you and why don't you work for me and everyone else can kick rocks and he's i think maybe people think that his benevolence is really cool maybe that's what they're going for but it's not it's not cool because it's not what I think most people want from a Boba Fett show. Like when I asked you what would you want, you're like, I want this hardcore show, and now it's just him handing out furtas every second of the day. I I don't really don't get it. You know what the thing is? Like it seems to me like they should have done the Mandalorian, but with Boba Fett. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because. I think I said this last time, but Boba Fett, to me, just should be the space cowboy. And every line, he should not talk a lot. Mm -hmm. And he, every line should just be like, cool. Mm -hmm. Like, he's no good to me, dad. <laughs> just cool lines like that. He should He should have like 10 lines per episode. Yes. And he's just doing cool stuff and things happen around him. But yeah. that's what the Mandalorian is kind of like. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he should just be in a bigger team and then they do the bulk of the talking. Yeah, or, like, there's something happening, and he's just an uh, operative. I don't know. It's just Boba Fett. He's... <laughs> I can't believe... Like, when you said... He actually is like, oh, so cute. I want to ride it. Is there, like, jokes with Boba Fett? Yeah, yeah, there's jokes. It's like... I j they can't shake that, eh? They gotta they, they have, have, have to have, have the jokes. jokes. Yeah. Actually, Mandalorian was decent for that. It was okay. Ye like, yeah. There, there yeah. was small humor, but actually, Mandalorian was the best for that. But this one, they just... No, they they just have jokes, and it's they're sometimes at inappropriate places too. And I have to say, the CG for this is uh, is a step down from then from what I remember from the Mandalorian. Like the Mandalorian looked like an expensive show. Uh, in this, there's been quite a few times now where 
it uh, it looks terrible. Like there's this one scene where they're kind of ra- running along the top of a train, and it looks very fake. Like they spread the motion blur thick on the actors. It doesn't doesn't look good. Um, also, there was quite a bit of like Spy Kids influence in this last episode, where the design choices for these like. Uh, bikes that they have are pretty questionable. They looked like uh, like crappy scooters, but in cherry colors, like cherry red. You'll see, it looks weird. And then they have like uh, baby Borgs. They're like they're these people in Mos Espa who have mutated their bodies with machine parts or half man half machine i was like oh that sounds cool sounds like the boring and then it you see them and it's just like a guy with like a a robot eye a robot eye and (laughs) one guy has like a screwdriver hand (laughs) and they're like terminate and they're Uh, they're punks they're actual punks they have like punk aesthetic going on and they're like they're cyberpunk that's, oh, a, that's what they're going for. That's a pog <sighs> moment. Boba Fett is hitting all the things I want in my 2020 content. I want cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. I want jokes. <laughs> and, well, that's really all I need. Is, there, is the action good at least? There's barely any action because he's just like, yeah, let's not fight. Let's be friends. And this is a problem that I'm having with these Marvel shows now is that there's quite a bit of filler and they stretch things pretty thin and they wonder like what okay what are we actually doing here because in these past three episodes um boba fett has accomplished nothing he's done little side quests but i'm not even sure what the point of the story is other than we're assembling power or something and it's just kind of boring if we're dude it really is just boring prequel stuff where in the prequels they're like we're gonna do a movie about trade negotiations the trade disputes. Ah, I love space diplomacy. <laughs> That's what they're doing with this. And it's just like, uh, Boba Fett goes around and talks with like leaders and he's like, hey, you want to be on my team? And it's, it's really boring. I hope it picks up because it, it they should have just done The Mandalorian with Boba Fett. Because I remember when that was coming out, I thought it was going to be like a Boba Fett show. Yeah. And then it came out and I was like, oh, it's just some random Mandalorian guy? Uh, it's not just random. It's a Jin Dejarin, okay? They, Is that his name? Uh, don't quote me on that. I don't even know that. Is that. Did they say that in the, the they, t- credits or something? They say that it's like the guy's like... It's like the, the Gus guy from Breaking Bad knows him. From when he was like on the Mando, what's the was that a first season episode? I think that was either like season finale or or first bit of season two. I stopped watching after season two. Oh, I don't remember that two. Well, you know the show's not terribly memorable. I remember when he, I remember Baby Yoda, also known as Baby Yaddle, yep. also known as Greg. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's the name. That one you can quote me on. Okay. Yeah, I thought, maybe I'm looking back at it with rose tinted glasses, but I remember. I like season two. Season one, I don't remember much of though, to be honest. It's just like it, that one is just side quest. It's like yeah, it's like a what's he doing this week? Oh, he's fighting an ATSD. Oh, he's yeah. he's fighting a monster in a cave <laughs> and a weird cow, space cow bull thing. 
Maybe they just have very tons of small ideas. <laughs> they don't have any very big ideas. They don't have so, vision. Yeah. This is what we need for Star Wars, Disney Star Wars. We need someone with vision. And maybe it is Robert Rodriguez of Spy Kids fame. Holy shit. And then Danny Trejo shows up in no the episode. Way! As who? Uh, as the Rancor owner, I think. And I was like, oh. oh immediate yeah. immersion break. <laughs> It should be illegal that okay, Danny that Trejo... Th- that was the third thing I was missing. He's Danny Trejo, too. <laughs> and he just comes on and he's, he just kind of mumbles his lines and gets paid <laughs> a lot of money. Uh, is, wait, does Bill Burr show up? Is no, Bill Burr's character is dead? Yeah. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. He was the best part of Mandalorian. What's he, up? He actually... His character was really good at the end. At first, I was just like... Okay, okay, gratuitous Bill Burr with a robot gun backpack thing. <laughs> thing it was a little lame, I won't lie, but it was it was just like an immer- it was an immersion break thing where it's like, oh, Bill Burr is here. That's a, the robot back gun thing. That <laughs> that was so dinky. That's so dinky, and that's what they're doing with Boba Fett, where the the new tech they make it doesn't feel it like it belongs in that universe yeah. of the. Like, original Star Wars is, like, basically World War Two sci-fi aesthetic. Yeah. Where everything's really beaten up, barely works. And then they have, like, these really clean machines, and it, it's kind of jarring. Yeah. I, I thought they did the aesthetic okay in that little, little clip he showed me of the boat fed, like, when it was doing all the levers on the train. That was, was that was good. That was good. You just gotta have, like, the little blinky screens yep. and... Yeah. <laughs> Just go to the junkyard, pick up all of the techno stuff you find there, and then make a prop they, out they of it. Then put an 80s computer in there, yes. and bing, bang, bop. That's all Lucas did, probably. Yeah, yeah he's just like, he just bought a bunch of World War II um, surplus stuff, yeah. and uh, and techno parts. That was it. Went to Gags Unlimited for the uh, wolf mask. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And the devil mask. <laughs> That's even better. Um, alright. Was there anything else you want to talk about? No more Star Wars talk. That's it for this week. Um, Pikmin 3, I finished a game. It stinks, alright? Pikmin 3 is not good. Uh, Just relax. I wrote a very strongly worded review, and I'll be posting on the cop Instagram uh, when I remember next. So you were very disappointed. I'm, yeah, I was disappointed. So, step it up for your next game. I mean, it was a pretty game, but... It wasn't $80 worth of a game, I'll say that. That's unfortunate. Nintendo's so sexy, charging $80 for, like, Mario Kart. Uh, <laughs> there's not even a game Mario there. Kart that came out eight years ago? And you just have everything unlocked? Why would I buy this? So Because where else are you going to get it? I'll just play past Mario Karts. But, yeah, Pikmin 3, shame on you. And <laughs> shame on you, Shigeru. Yeah, you've tarnished your perfect streak, so... Now, you should send that note, because then they can integrate that into Pikmin 4. Hopefully they're not too far in development, and they can uh, take some cues. Too too far in development? I mean, just make the game. <laughs> just just move on. Just <laughs> What is that new Metroid coming? Seven years in development. Just move on. <laughs> move on. Didn't they have, like, Metroid 4, and then they're like, alright, we're doing Dread, and we're still doing 4. They were like, we had to restart development, because the game... Yeah. Imagine how bad the game must have been for them to be like, wow, this game's shit. Let's we got restart. Let's go back to the drawing board and just throw all this away. I can't even imagine. I really want to play that broken game. 
Oh, there's so many of those that exist. Like they'll get leaked. Don't worry, buddy. We just got. We just got to have a. Nintendo's got to have like a, a siege happen, like a revolution, and then all the old management will be gone, and then they'll have a new progressive Nintendo that does all the things you want them to. Do you think that's not like one guy that works there that like on his last day could just be like, eh, maybe I'll leak this? Or do you think that they could like trace it back to him or something? And they would they they could like they might be able to do it where. They could make it anonymous, but if, if they do get a trace back, then it's like, oh, then they will slap me with a, they'll slap him with a huge lawsuit. It's Nintendo. They yeah. just do that. So then it's like, okay, there. So there goes a few years of litigation. Uh, it's not. Is it worth it, bro? You know, it's, like, is it worth it to know that there was a a Pikmin on N sixty four? Like, is that worth all the pain? They're probably like, fuck it. I'm satisfied. Earthbound for the N64. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, here's Metroid 64, almost done, that we kept in the vaults. You know what's funny in hindsight is that Nintendo stuck with the cartridges for so long, and that's kind of what what killed them. Like, when they were doing N64, they stuck with the cartridges, and then PlayStation was like, eh, we'll do discs. You can can, put more stuff on them. You can hold, like, four times the amount of stuff, (laughs) and renders faster, and I was like... "Hmm." (laughs) <laughs> and the more sales are shit. It's more cheaper. <laughs> it's more affordable. It's a platform for everyone. Oh gosh, jokers, just jokers at Nintendo. I think all the stuff that Westerners make fun of Nintendo for, not West, or um, it's, it's maybe just common business practice in Japan. You know, uh, maybe, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, that was Nintendo Talk. That was Star so Wars Star Talk. Star Wars Talk done, Nintendo Talk done. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we get to, you know, the whatever part of the show? The show or just talk about the movie. Mm, watching DS9, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It has, like, an overarching story, which is cool, so I like that, and uh, it's pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's a Star Trek out of the way. Uh, do you want to have Battlestar Galactica talk? or? I do want to watch it one day. Yeah? Yeah. We'll get around to it. Maybe if we get around to actually doing TV shows like we said to. Well, you know. Yeah, the Star Trek episode is coming. It's in development, <laughs> as they say. And we're going to make sure it's up to standards, okay? So yeah. just wait. That's coming. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is coming sometime down the line we're in no rush the 22 jumps or 21 jump street it's all coming right? yeah don't worry about it alright Little Shop of Horrors okay let's talk about the movie fine fine Little Shop of Horrors is a musical alright oh is it yeah it's uh, directed by Frank Oz which I did not remember and I was pleasantly surprised to see when we started the movie I would seen this movie like years ago and i only remembered about half of it which may have been all that i watched of the movie i may have gotten bored and just turned it off this movie yeah oh so you weren't a fan no but then watching it now i was like oh shit frank oz is uh, directing this okay it could be cool also known as the guy who plays yaddle in star wars or yaddle? as male yaddle as they should say <laughs> 
And it's based on uh, an old movie that I forgot to watch, but Matt watched, so he can fill us in on that. And uh, it's always Rick Moranis. He's a he's a big one. He plays basically the same character that he always plays, uh, which is just uh, an idiot. And hey. he's named Seymour. He, he's always has a good heart, though. Yeah, that's he's true. He has spirit. Yeah, he's got chutzpah. He, uh, his name's Seymour. He works in this flower shop. It's uh, They live on... What was it called? Uh, Skid Row. Skid Row. And uh, the, the shop's not doing well. And then he, he gets this flower one day when there's a total eclipse of the sun. And then lightning strikes this uh, little trinket store. It's kind of reminded me of uh, basically Gremlins. Yeah. Where there's this an old Chinese dude, he's kind of mystical, he runs a store, and he's like, I'll sell you this mutant plant for $1.50. Well, Seymour finds out this magical plant, um, consumes blood, but it's bringing in a lot of uh, customers, which is making the old boss happy, and then there's a love interest, you gotta have it. And <laughs> you gotta have it, man. That's, that, that's a movie, in a nutshell. Did you like it? It was okay. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, it was not right. I have to say, it's it's pretty funny, and there's so many actors in this movie that I had forgot that they were in it. Uh, like, there's a Bill Murray cameo. Lots of good... There's John Candy. John Candy, yeah. yeah. There's like a good, Steve Martin mm-hmm. plays like the sadistic dentist <laughs> that's addicted to nitrous oxide. And he, he actually does like a little joker laugh every time he takes a huff. He's like, whoo! <laughs> um, that's good. Who else is in this? I found out that the guy who does the voice for Audrey 2, as they say, which is the killer plant. Yeah, that's Spinal Tap guy. He was just a we- he was the weird, uncanny customer that comes in like, nice plan. Oh, and it's like, yes. And he's like, it's immersion breaking. Yeah, like he's, it's like he's looking at the camera saying, ah, hmm. nice plan. Nice Where'd you get it? Yeah, like he's so, he's so disingenuous with yeah. it. Um, yeah, he's Spinal Tap guy. I think he's the guy who plays the, the blonde one. Holy shit. Um, I found out the guy who does Audrey 2 is apparently the lead singer of the Four Tops. His voice sounded familiar. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, I like his performance in this, actually, his voice acting mm-hmm. performance. I also looked on his Wikipedia, and it said that he also played Mother Brain from Metroid on the Captain N show. Oh. And I was like, what? No Holy deep cut. So this guy's been around. Yeah. He gets around, okay? Good performance by him. Good voice acting. The uh, the practical effects that they do for Audrey 2, which is the the big uh, Canaveras plant, uh, they're amazing. The, yeah, the plant look, looks really good. It doesn't look like realistic all the time but no. i think the movie isn't even trying to go for a realistic look like it's kind of it's a musical right so they kind of play it off as if it's a a play on broadway or something like that um because it apparently is based on a broadway play yeah um so the sets that they're on like look like sets you know what i mean yeah um so even though at times the plant doesn't look into- wholly realistic, it still kind of goes with that aesthetic that they're that they're trying to capture, and they do. Um, and it's, they have like um, these narrators 
and I was this the first movie to do it because I'm seeing a trend with this and the animated Hercules where they have like three women that kind of narrate the movie and sing you know the plot and whatnot the Greek chorus yeah 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 I well Hercules was was after this so I you know what in hindsight uh, Hercules probably totally lifted that from from this, this? yeah like Especially, do you think it was a thing before this Apparently, it's like a thing. It's like the Greek chorus, which they would have in like Greek theater. But oh, then, okay. But then this totally made it so it's like ah. But then they're like girl group soul singers, mm. and then Hercules also did that. So I guess that's that's just the standard Greek chorus now. Okay. Um, they they all had, their names were what are their names? <laughs> they see them once and they appear and they're good at narration. It's a nice little touch, and their songs are some of my favorites actually, like mm-hmm. the main theme. Um, there I think it's Ronette, Chiffon, and Crystal, which are all just like girl groups, I think. Um, they're quite good as like the Greek chorus. I don't like the lead performances. Uh, okay, which ones? Okay, here's the deal with Rick and Moraz, okay? We yep. all know him. Yep. We all love him. Yep. No range. And it's not, and you can say it's not that kind of movie. But then his female cohort has no range. And she talks like this for the whole movie. Why? Um, it's just goofy. It's just... It's just... <laughs> it's just camp. Oh, my throat is dry. Is it? It's, it's hella dry. Do you want to pause? Sure. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> Are you going to do greetings again, earthlings? You, you do it. Okay. Greetings again, Earthlings. Uh, we just had a little technical issue, um, and we're not going to disclose what happened. Um, and you're going to have to be thinking about that for the rest of the episode. So what were we saying? I don't think that the movie is necessarily trying to be realistic. It's not, like, doing it visually. So I think um, that the whole thing with Rick Moranis being how he is and his love interest doing that thing is... It's just a play, right? And people would do kind of stupid voices, I imagine, in plays. So she's just kind of emulating that aesthetic. That isn't even, like, my biggest issue with the movie. For me, it's just that, like a lot of movies we talk about, there becomes a point where the movies get stuck. And it starts going in loops, and then I'm wondering, uh, so what are we doing here? Because I, I get it. And there's a point in this movie where it's just Rick Moranis looking dumbfounded uh, and then uh, at Audrey 2, and then Audrey 2 sings him a song. And it's kind of the same song every time where it's just like, is that, is that bad? And he's like in his face. And... <laughs> he's like, hey, hey, give me some people to eat. Yo, hey, yo. Yep. He just like, we do that scene maybe three times. And then let's do something new because nothing new is happening other than different people are getting fed to you at the end of these songs. And nothing else um so that kind of bothered me that bothered me the most honestly yeah 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 it, it is the kind of thing where it's like hey he gets a guy and then they sing a song and the songs are decent enough mm-hmm. this is a solid soundtrack i would yeah. say i would say it's one of those things where like a musical for me there's very few that like all the way through i'm like i love all these songs like okay. enough to buy the record yeah and then listen to it all the time i would say a solid half of these would be something i would keep on rotation Especially the Greek chorus ones. Mm-hmm. There's some good character stuff. 
Um, there's a good, there's some good smaller characters that I should say, and the cameos are inspired. You don't know how bad I wish I was pulling Bill Murray's teeth out like that. Like, oh, that could be God. I wish that were me. That's so funny. Bill Murray show Bill Murray shows up, and I guess he's like a sadomasochist, and he really loves when doctors are rough with them. So he finds uh, Steve Martin's character, um, and he's like. Oh, can I be your patient? And um, Steve Martin is a very sadistic guy, and he he gets immense pleasure out of that. So then, um, Bill Murray's like getting off to it, and then he's like, "Yes, yes." <clears throat> he's grabbing him, and he's like, "Yes, yes," and it's totally meant to be erotic. He's based on a character in the original Bill Murray's character. That is, yeah. Um, there's also a character in the original one, which I watched, which is just a condensed version of this movie with no songs, and it's just a 60 sitcom with weird Jewish humor in it. Is there an actual plant? Yeah, there's a plant. Doesn't look look. Well, it's just like, it opens, and there's like two moving parts. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. And then the inside, it looks like something out of a Trek episode. Um, but in that one, there's like the same character... But in that one, apparently that... Or in the 60s one, that one is Jack Nicholson in, like, his third movie appearance ever. Really? Yeah. And, and he's he's just doing classic Jack Nicholson where he's like, hee-hee, <laughs> 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 um, So he's good in that. And then Bill Murray's decent as this, actually. I didn't mind him here, no. you know. His, his presence wasn't intrusive mm-hmm. or anything, you know. It was fine. Um... I didn't get to mention, I don't like... Audrey's... Uh, the Her character talks like this. <laughs> and whatever, she's okay. Their romance is contrived. I get like a movie like this is supposed to be... And it's kind of like Rocky Horror, where it's like... It's not about what... It's not about the plot. It's mm-hmm. just like... It's about the, the aesthetic. It's about the scenes. It's about the look. It's about the characters. Uh, like... Like the characters as characters, mm-hmm. not as like fully fleshed out beings. Mm-hmm. But the movie to me is not like visually distinct enough for it to be a really standout, even though it does these things solidly. It looks a little dreary because it's supposed to be on Skid Row. And Frank Oz, I mean, you would expect the movie directed by Frank Oz to have good puppetry, and you're right, the effects are great in this. Especially in, well, let me know anytime I want to talk about the ending, because there's some. We gotta unpack the ending. Mm-hmm. There's some good effects there. I also like little touches of humor, like when uh, Steve Martin's motorcycle parks itself and mm-hmm. he does like a little Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> There's little touches. It's a decent clipped, uh, script. It's clever enough. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the, the effects on Audrey 2 are a standout. As soon as I saw it, when it was huge and started talking, I was like, Wait, is that, like, are those special effects? And I was like, no, this movie's from the 80s. I'm like, that's a great puppet. The, it has so many points of articulation, like, on its lips alone. Like, it really looks like it's mouthing yeah. what uh, what it's saying. It's, it's really, really good. And um, it's always changing. Like, the inside of its mouth changes, like, quite a lot. And its mouth looks crazy his too detail yeah inside there you can see his weird uvula mm-hmm. thing I, mean, I can't even dissect the components but there's a lot of stuff in there yeah one thing that they did which was a bit too far maybe with the style is that audrey 2 bites onto audrey 1 the love interest and uh 
she's unharmed, and then she just dies. It's like a oh, it's like a it's, it is kind of like a play death where it's like ah, oh, and let me say my last things, uh, and then they just put a little red splotch on her dress. You know what? Fair. Okay, fine. I like it. It is really like one of those like theaters that they brought to the big screen. It's yeah. just that main Skid Row set. I mean, her house is right across the street from it, like I yes. imagine it is in the play. Yeah, it's quite like that, and it's a pretty enjoyable ride, except for the ending. Segway. Let's talk about it. Okay. So the original... Okay, the original ending is the one we saw, because we saw the director's cut. Yep. And in this, obviously, uh, throughout the film, you know, Audrey 2's getting bigger and bigger, and he's got to feed more people, and then he's like, I had enough, can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he almost eats Audrey. He saves her... Or, sorry, no. Yeah, in the... In the theatrical version, he saves her, and then they have a final battle. He kills Audrey too. Then they ride off into the sunset, um, and then there's like a little the end. You know, there's another Audrey too growing in their little suburban garden. In this director's cut, we saw what the original ending was, or what they intended before test audiences apparently said, "Well, that's no fun." <laughs> um, in which Audrey dies, yeah, and then. Um, this guy gets eaten. Yep. And then the world ends, and then they all just uh, they start settling like crazy, and then it's it is like a gremlin situation yep. where it's like ah, it's chaos, and then they take over like the United States. Um, it was kind of a funny, like weirdly morbid ending. Yeah. Um, it's kind. What's kind of weird though is that like the original is kind of a black comedy. This one is sort of black, but it's like. You know, Audrey 2 is almost lovable enough that him eating people isn't that bad. Especially since they're already dead. Yeah. But then it just, the movie just ends like, yeah, everybody dies. Uh, so that was a nice dark twist. Um, I still don't get why test audiences always go for that. They always go for that happy ending. Well, come on. I know it's like, come on, but it's like, everybody, like, like you watch a movie like that, at least you're going to think about it. Like, you know? I don't know, maybe the questions that they ask them are maybe a little bit leading or something. You know what the other thing is, is maybe in the mid-80s, they didn't want to see America brought to its knees by a strange power from abroad. <laughs> yeah. that, there was maybe a little bit of a Cold War metaphor there. Yeah. Uh, so the plants were um, a little too Soviet-like for their liking. I, I can respect that, at the very least. Like, look how good that looks. It's quite good. Lots of points of articulation. He's always moving. I wonder who does the puppeteering for that. There's got to be multiple guys on there. I, I, yeah. You think, I have to look if it was actual puppeteer or if it was just a little robot they made. Like an animatronic? Yeah. Yeah, actually you're right. It, It looks great. It's a nice, it's a nice exposition of effects. Um, it, it it will fit nicely into that 80s sort of um, I don't know if this was I doubt this was done by Industrial Light Magic but that kind of movie where it's like E.T. or a Star Wars yep. where it's like wow it's a Labyrinth big, yeah I guess you know maybe like Dark Crystal I'll take over the Labyrinth have you watched that? Uh, yes when I was younger mm. do you like it or do you remember liking it? I watched a lot of Jim Henson when I was younger. Like, I watched Dark Crystal, and I used to watch The Fraggles, which were kind of lame, but they were Fraggles? whatever. Fraggles? 
the Fraggles. What's that? It's just like this, they're just little puppets, guys, and they just live underground, and they just do weird, they have a weird Fraggle society, and it's like, ah, don't go to the surface, because the big monster is going to get you. It's just like a Jim Henson production. It's weird. I don't know. It's not, it, I can, I promise you will not be worth revisiting as an adult. Okay. Um, it's probably like just a cut above Sesame Street tier, but I watched that a lot when I was a kid. I had the tape for it. That's what you do when you're a kid. You got it. You got the tape. You watch it like fifty times, and then you grow up and you're like, I can choose what I watch, <laughs> and I can only pick things that I like to watch. And then your buddy convinces you to make a podcast, and you watch movies you hate fifty percent of the time. Yeah. Segway. How many bags for this movie? Um, you know, it's actually, it's alright. I'd watch it again. It's not terribly memorable. Rick Moranis, close your mouth. Three out of five. Three out of five bags. That's a stupid face he makes all the time. Yeah. Oh. I mean, maybe, maybe his character was different in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Maybe he has a more refined character in that one. You know what? He's a solid Barney Rubble. In Flintstones. Hey, uh, Fred. Because, yeah, because Barney's just a dumbass. He's just the dumbass next door, right? So, yeah. Yeah, he does that pretty well. Kyle McLaughlin was in that movie. Who? Kyle McLaughlin. Oh, yes. Of Twin Peaks fame. So weird. They, they kind of wasted him. Weird. He's just the evil guy. Halle Berry's in that movie. Wow. <laughs> um, Should we review Flintstones 2? Viva Rock Vegas? Is that a movie? Oh, yeah, and they had to recast everybody because they couldn't get everybody back. So do you want to do that one or no? Recast everyone? Yeah, John Goodman's gone. Rick Moranis is gone. Um, <laughs> uh, Rosie O'Donnell is gone. Whoever played um, Wilma is gone. They're all gone. That's a bad sign. When the original cast doesn't agree to come back? Yeah. I think I'm busy that weekend. And, but but the first movie did really well, so it was probably like they're like this movies like this is beneath us, and then they're like whatever we're gonna make another and we're gonna make money. And they probably did. And then they say Viva Rock Vegas. Uh, we got a movie for next week. We picked The Hills Have Eyes on the yep. wheel, gotcha. which is an acceptable pick. Okay, we'll do that next week. And then the week after that. Viva Lo- uh, Rock Vegas, you want to do that? No, it's... I really, the Flintstones was good, man. And I like Flintstones, okay? I like Flintstones an abnormal amount for someone my age. And I still did enjoy that film, even though John Goodman is great in it. We're not doing Viva Rock Vegas. I saw it, like, twice when I was a kid on YTV. It's not that good. You wanna, yeah, what, do you want to pick a movie for... Nah, we'll leave him in suspense. Okay. Guys, okay, you don't want to get ahead of yourselves, okay? But next week... Or, like, this week, who picked to do the wheel? We the wheel is just when none of us have an idea. That's fate. Deciding. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, see if you can come up first. I have, I have a couple of movies in my pocket. That's it. Like, I just have a couple, and then I don't know what else to do. I have a couple. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, never mind. <laughs> shit. Mm, shit. Mm, shit. <sighs> Laser Blast re-review. That's a cop classic. Certified. I would watch that right now. I would do it. Laser Blast? Yeah, I would watch it right now. Yeah, it's it's a good one. It's up there with, like, Samurai Cop and Who Killed Captain Alex. Who Killed Captain Alex. Samurai Cop, like, I watched that and 
alright, and then what? And then they have sex. And then they do it again. And then the movies. It's a, you know what? Samurai Cop? It just doesn't work. <laughs> TM? Did you think about that? Um, I thought about it, but then I thought about something else, which was... <laughs> it, it does it does work. Uh, we should also do Troll 2. We should do Troll 2. What do you think? Well, we should review Troll 4. Shouldn't we? I don't, is that even like a cult movie? I don't know. Cause Troll Troll Two isn't actually a sequel to Troll. Yeah, it's, it's like something different, right? Yeah, they're just like we'll we'll just call it Troll Two, because Troll is a popular movie. You know what? You know we have Sci Fi Month, we have Horror Month. Let's just have the the shit movie month, and we'll do that, and we'll do Plan Nine, and we'll fill in two more slots. What do you want? What's the shittiest month? What's the shittiest... Well, January is kind of shitty, but we're already here, so... What's the next shittiest month? Well, summer's good. February. Yeah, like... Yeah. Especially if you live in Winnipeg. Yeah, okay. So February's gonna be shitty month? Yeah. No, wait! I changed my mind! That's so close! Fuck! Start preparing. You know what? If it's, like, bad, bad movies, fine. You know what's the worst kind of bad movie? A mid-bad movie. Yes. Yes. What are the... It's just boring. It just ain't killing me. Yeah, that's the worst. Those, like, are, those ones are torture. Because it's so easy to just be like, this movie sucks, the lighting's terrible, the camera works bad, yada, yada, yada. But, like, just a boring movie, it's just, it was boring. You don't want... wasted my time. You want to see a terrible director at work, you don't want to see a mediocre one. That That's a different kind of purgatory, man. Yeah, was there anything else you want to shout out? That's it for me. Um, oh, shout out to Bob Sagan and his family. This is the Bob Sagan Memorial episode. Wishing them a speedy recovery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get better soon. Get well soon. Uh, same for Betty White. Hope you... People are gonna think that's gonna be the next Mandela effect, that she turned 100. Yeah, people will do that. And then they'll be like, we shifted into another dimension? That's embarrassing. <laughs> but hear me out. Because I misremembered this as a child, we are in a different reality. And the multiverse is real. Yes. Yes. Yes? Because you couldn't remember if it was the Berenstain Bears. I remember it as the Berenstain Bears. Or the Berenstain Bears. Um, maybe, I'm be- maybe I'm gaslighting myself, but I I watched and read the Berenstain Bears, and I was like, and now I'm like, yeah, that's that also what it was back in the day. Um, but uh, that's proof. Because you're an outlier. It's not the Berenstain Bears, guys. I mean, idiots. It's the Berenstain Bears. They said that in the theme song for the cartoon. Okay? It's not Albert Einstein. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> God. Yeah, go off. That's it, man. I got nothing else to say. Oh, uh, expect new or expect better sound quality coming <laughs> soon. Cop is uh, about to up its game here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it at that. But uh, we're making big moves. We're making it to the big time, baby. We're gonna get. We're gonna expand beyond Guatemala. All right. We're going to Bolivia. We're going to Colombia. Do you like this title? 
Yes. Did we get a lot of clicks on it? <laughs> no. Yeah, we did. That's more than the other ones. Yeah, Look. true, true. Here's a... Uh... Okay, I want you to put Spider-Man in every movie title. Like, you know how you can just spam hashtags? Yeah. Just keywords. Marvel, Star Wars, Spider-Man. Should I just make this title incomprehensible and just make yes. it... Just say episode no. 104 and then just write Marvel, Spider-Man. Yeah, just... Uh, let's see how many hits we can get here. Okay. Among Us. <laughs> Fortnite, like, just put all... Like, just go look up top 20, 21 searches on Google. And we slam those in there. And don't don't mention Little Shop of Horrors in the title. because no, nobody cares about that. What, what, top 20 searches? <laughs> top searches in 2021 on Google. Uh, okay. These are going to be the keywords. Liverpool... <laughs> I keep seeing this Wordle thing. I don't know what it is. I'm too old to keep up with trends, so I'm not going to bother. Lakers, teddy ball kind. This is daily. This is how, oh, you know, if you do it this week, that's even better. Keanu Reeves, he's so hot right now. Wait, can I do this week? This is this is like I think for today. Um, oh. Past 24 hours. What? I can't do. All right, I'll just make it these. <laughs> um, owl, Snowy Owl, Washington, Brooklyn Denver, Nets. De- Denver Nuggets, Nickel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there not? Oh, you're Look, in search. We're, okay. we're past the point of honestly trying to expand our brand, okay? It doesn't exist. Okay. What Do, do you want to do movies? Just write movie titles? Yeah. Movies. Put uh, Timothy Chalamet in there. <laughs> just keywords, 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 keywords. If you, like, just don't even hold back. Just throw it in, throw it in, throw it in, throw it in. More, more. Yep. People like that. Yep. 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 <laughs> Why is it so hot in British Columbia? Why were residential schools created? Why did Trudeau call an election? That's a good question. Where's my gas money, Trudeau? <laughs> that was kind of funny how he's like, I'm not going to do it. And then, then he, he did it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, let's see what happens. Oh, nothing changed. All right. Thanks, man. That's so cool of you. Kyle Rittenhouse in the title of this episode. Shout out to Rittenhouse and his family. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, Alec Baldwin. We can add him. Shout out to... Speedy recovery to Alec Baldwin. Shout out to Baldwin victims and their families. Big shout out Squid Game. Yeah, put it all in there, man. Yeah. Don't have Okay. Also, it was weird. In the last episode, or in the second episode of Boba Fett, they're... They're on Tatooine, right? Yeah. And then they're in a place called the Dune Sea, which was already referenced, I think. But I I think it, when it was originally in Star Wars, it may have already been a Dune reference. But then they have, like, spice miners, and they're talking about spice, and they're on this Dune planet. And they say another thing, and I was like, they're just doing a Dune episode? What the hell is this? <laughs> Uh, and then this week... Dude, it's so hot right now. See, even the Star Wars knows to do it. Timothy Chalamet in the episode title. Go, go, go. <laughs> they did that, and this week... Uh, what, were, uh, what were they referencing? Oh, something else. But you'll see when you watch it. It, uh, it was odd. But yeah, we'll do, like, episode 104, Afghanistan, Shang-Chi, Legend <laughs> of the Ten Rings, Kyle Rittenhouse, and this... <laughs> make it why did prime minister (laughs) justin trudeau call an election lumber prices residential schools it all goes in there all right well okay so that's the episode let me see the top songs before we log off here so we got olivia rodrigo taylor swift um adele Uh, show five more shit more rodrigo yeah there it is tim beebs i knew he'd show up shout out to beebs and his family as well. A true Winnipegger. True Pegger yep. in the Beebs. Good good donuts too. Thank you. 
good music too. Do you hear about the Drake drama today? No. What happened? I'll let you read it, and that'll close out the uh, episode. Alright, let's see. Um, I got hot sauce in my bag. Swag? Um, they went to a, uh, they met at a party, went to his hotel to smoke, Drake and sure things were consensual, and fished the condom out of the trash, untied and tr- Ooh, oh. This story is like the darkest Drake's a type of dude to meme I've ever heard. That was written by Cody. Thank you, Cody. Drake the tech. <laughs> Drake's the kind of guy to... If you enjoyed anything you heard today, make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and umfm.com. And don't forget to follow our Instagram page at COP Podcast.